There are lots of people out there not following the specific rules of social distancing. If you need to speak with your loved ones about what they are doing wrong, how do we approach this conversation? We're joined by the Director of Family Violence Prevention Initiatives with Calgary Counseling Centre, Christine Berry. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Well, this is a certainly an awkward <laughs> conversation to have with either your siblings or maybe even your parents or distant relatives. How do you uh, you know approach this without offending people but getting the message across? Well, I think there's I think this is a difficult conversation no matter what the relationship is. Um, one of the ideas that have been kind of thought about these days is to change the terminology from social distancing to physical distancing. You may have people that don't quite comprehend. Um, if you're talking about children, they may understand physical distancing more than social distancing. Um, so that's one of the ideas is to kind of be clear that people really understand what you're meaning. Um, the other thing is, I think, to just be really transparent. I'm worried about us. I'm worried about some of the things that I see happening, and it's so important these days to really be safe. And so being very transparent and very honest with people because you are worried about if we don't take this seriously, this whole family could be in big-time trouble. That said, I think the other thing you have to think about is who is it you're talking to? kids or adults particularly for kids you know you're going to have to repeat 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 <laughs> repeat and the other thing that you might want to do is show them kind of visually how far away it is that we really need to stay um i was talking to somebody yesterday and they said oh it's about this far away and they'd actually had about an arm it's about an arm's length and that that just wasn't far enough so the kind of the first point is to clarify what you need, um, what you actually mean um, before you tackle the tougher stuff that what's, you know, what's going on for you that you're not taking this seriously, this is really important, um, is there any way that I can help you with this? If you're feeling isolated, can we do more telephone conversations? Can we, um, whatever the activities are that can help reduce some of the isolation um, that people are feeling mm -hmm. as we're to engage in these behaviors. You know, I think it is, but just to play the devil's advocate, is it our place to say something to somebody? I mean, if it's a neighbor even? I think it's everybody's place right now because this is a community issue. And you can kind of ignore it and say, well, I'm just going to be nice. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. But the consequences for you are not good. So at this point in time, we're looking at what can you actually control in this current norm, and what you can actually control is I'm going to say something or I'm not going to say something. What is the outcome if I say nothing? What is the outcome if I say something? If you look at our ability to tolerate this current norm, you do go back to what can I actually control? I can't control the virus. I can't control but I can control who I talk to and how I um, say what I say to that person. Is it better to have these conversations by telephone, Christine? <laughs> like or, far away. You know, far away, <laughs> or by text or email. And I would think that you, you may be uh, moving toward the telephone because maybe we might have messages misconstrued uh, when they're written down. No matter the format, it's to get the message out. Now, I know some people, when they text, they do a lot of short. Cuts, they do a lot of um, emojis or GIFs, 
but I think there is a need for clear communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so phone is, for me, because I'm old school, it's always a preferred method. Um, but even if you text, you know, can we chat, text and say, can you pick up the phone and call me? I think, you know, as long as it's done with respect and love, I think that, you know, you get the point across and, and hopefully you get the message across and people start to physically distance the way they're supposed to. Thanks for joining us, Christine. Thank you, folks. Take care. That's Christine Berry, Director of Family Violence Prevention Initiatives with the Calgary Counseling Centre. Time now for helicopter traffic for West District by Truman. Come visit the largest concrete-built condos in the city. Well, we have got a beautiful sunrise, but that's also going to mean glare factor for eastbound drivers. We're flying over Sarcy Trail and Bow Trail in the southwest. We're already seeing that evident for eastbound drivers here, but light volume if this is going to be your route towards the downtown core. Sarcy Trail itself, a nice smooth drive between 16th Avenue and Glenmore Trail. Glenmore still sitting at about an eight-minute drive uh, from Sarcy Trail, uh, Highway 8, that ongoing construction zone all the way out towards Deerfoot. If McLeod Trail is going to be under route this morning, still have construction for you north down at 9th Avenue Southeast. Two rent lanes are shut down until the end of the month. No child should experience food insecurity. Breakfast Club of Canada has created an emergency fund, and you can help. To donate, text CLUB to 20222. Thank you. Up at the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter, I'm Brady Howard.